understanding that you know it doesn't take a big mission vision statement exercise to then go broadcast the hundreds at a time pick up the phone and call people uh, or use Snapchat as my kids like to do or, or whatever the medium is, but it is just about this constant connection because we really have some great technology available today at the consumer and the enterprise level that allows people to stay connected and feel closer even when they're thousands of miles away. You're listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show, where business leaders and health experts give insight while you take a break from the daily grind. Your host, Joey Price, is an entrepreneur with over a decade of startup experience and CEO of the managed HR services firm Jumpstart HR. Want to join the conversation or have an idea for the show? Tweet us at BizLifeCoffee or Joey directly at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLCMoments. Want more episodes? Head on over to iTunes to subscribe. Business, life, and coffee, personal development for busy professionals. Now let's get to the show. You're listening to another episode of the Business, Life, and Coffee podcast. Today we're joined by best-selling author Jason Dorsey and Ultimate Software's Chief Technology Officer, Adam Rogers. And you're a business owner. You're listening to this conversation today. But we really want you to know uh, that there's employee satisfaction matters at work. Your employees might be thinking they could actually do a better job than their managers. And uh, managers may not know how to motivate teams. So without further ado, Jason, Adam, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Hey, Jason, you do a ton of research on this. What's the number one driver of employee satisfaction at work today? Yeah, what we uncovered through the national study is that the number one driver of employee satisfaction today is the direct employee-to-manager relationship. And that's pretty shocking, right? We hear all these things like, oh, it's perks and bring a petting zoo to work and I want off for my birthday and whatever else. But at the end of the day, what we found definitively is the number one driver of employee satisfaction at work is the relationship an employee has with their direct manager or their direct supervisor. That's what's determinant of the overall uh, level of employee satisfaction. And in fact, and I love this since you have so many business owners and leaders uh, that listen to your show, is that 93% of all the employees that we surveyed across the United States, 93% said that they could not be satisfied at work unless they were able to trust their direct boss or supervisor. So we really have to have that trust within the organization of our direct supervisor in order to drive these outcomes that everybody wants. And what do I mean by outcomes? Well, given the, the range of your listeners, what I mean by that is we're talking about sales, we're talking about marketing, we're talking about operations, safety, and even innovation, because we need to have that trust and that connection with our direct supervisor in order to drive all these different outcomes that are so important when you're trying to grow a business and compete in a market. And, and knowing how important that relationship is between employees and their direct boss, uh, we were really surprised to hear that 80% of employees today believe they could do their job without their manager. Uh, so it just, we just identified a lot of gaps between um, how employees feel managers are doing and how managers believe that they are doing. Well, hey, Jason, and Adam, that was a great point. Jason, do you have any idea on why employees might think they can do a better job without their manager? Well, I think there's lots of reasons. You know, uh, for many employees, their manager is somebody who they feel doesn't add a ton of value, which is unfortunate because that's really the, the key relationship. Uh, in fact, in the study, what we found is that employees today said they would choose open communication with their manager 
over a clear job description or job title. Like, I don't need to know what to do. I need to be able to talk with you in an open way. And so I think a lot of employees today feel like their manager is not developing their skills, not developing their talent, maybe isn't even on their team. And that's really, really frustrating for the employees. And frankly, uh, it's a very short-term thinking for the manager. But many managers don't know what to do about it. In fact, in the study, what we found is that the expectations of employees was that their manager was going to mentor them, coach them, develop their talent, right? That's these expectations. But what we found is that almost half of all managers in America are not themselves receiving any type of mentoring or coaching. So the result is you have all these managers out there that are now expected to mentor and coach their employees, yet those managers aren't receiving it themselves, haven't been trained in it, and don't know how to deliver it. So employees come, up, come in with higher expectations, and then the managers aren't able to deliver against that. The employees feel like the manager's not adding any value, and the cycle continues and gets worse. Yeah, I think a lot of the, the a lot of the reasons that employees feel that way, uh, what we found you know came right back down to the fact that managers aren't using data for critical decisions. Forty-seven um, percent of managers said they use data, any kind of data, when they are making um, employee uh, pr- employee promotions um, or employee salary decisions. Only forty-seven percent of managers are actually using data. So I think if you're an employee, you're sitting there saying you're making some of the most critical decisions. Um, for my life at work, and yet over half the time you're not even using any kind of data to do it. So I, I think that's, that's where it's coming. That's one of the major sources of why employees think they can do it better. And Adam, I think this point comes up quite often when I think about performance reviews and why they're so under the gun for being essentially worthless these days. Uh, 47% of managers only, are, are only using data. That's, that's astonishing. That's basically saying that... Fifty-three percent are making it up as they go along. <laughs> it's all about using gut feel. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's not. It's definitely not the. It's not what we were hoping for. Yeah. Okay. And we're joined again for you listening in. Jason Dorsey, best-selling author. Uh, he's been featured in sixty minutes, twenty twenty, the Today Show, and also Adam Rogers, who is the ultimate software's chief technology officer. Adam. How do our employees grading their managers in America today, and why does that grade matter? Well, uh, they, they're not getting great grades right now, uh, but they, you know, what, we, what we found was the number one thing that they are looking for in managers is approachability. Um, and approachability is something that if you think, really think through approachability, uh, is a trait that you that you earn over time, um, and there's so much that goes into that. But it really it really you know starts and ends with the relationship that you've built. That's that that's what makes you more approachable as a as a manager as a human being, uh, and that's that's really important because we know for sure you know without a doubt every every research that, you know that's ever been run has talked about the fact that uh, when an employee leaves an organization, they don't actually leave in an organization; they leave a manager. So if you think about, uh, you know, I know, you know, you think about some of the, your, your viewers and, you know, when they start creeping up and getting, you know, more and more employees and you have more managers managing them, you could have the greatest company in the world and you could have the greatest benefits for your employees uh, and the greatest culture, but all it takes is one manager to be leading a group of people that isn't approachable, that doesn't know how to motivate um, and isn't transparent. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you start losing people, some of the great talent that you work so hard um, to, to bring into your organization. Jason, you have any comments on that? Yeah, I think everything that Adam said is spot on. I mean, the, the bigger conversation here 
is that the employee-to-manager relationship is not what people think it is. And more often than not, employees don't feel like they're getting the results that they need from their manager, and the managers feel like they're not prepared in order to be good managers. Yet there's more transparency on them, more accountability on them, and more pressure. You know, to pick a market, there's more competition than ever before. We literally need the best from every single person on our team, whether, you know, you're a big software company with 4,000 employees or whether you're a smaller business with five employees. You still need everybody moving in the same direction. And until we can improve communication and trust and talent development across your organization, we're, we're, re we're really losing resources and, and, frankly, spoiling talent at a time when we desperately need it. Well, I'd love to hear both of your comments on this. Uh, Jason, you mentioned trust, but that's really a byproduct, right? So for our listener today, what are some of the tactics that you recommend taking so that we get to the end goal of open communication, trust, and better employee-manager relationships? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that the first one, and Adam can add to it. You know, when I look at driving more results from that employee-manager relationship, Trust comes down to communication, and we need to be able to have open communication. And that means employees be able to bring what's actually on their minds to their manager, to their boss. When that doesn't happen, things really do fester, they get worse, and you can even end up losing great employees. So one of the things that we see works really well is to have regular open meetings and open conversations across your organization and with employees. You have to figure out the right setup for your culture. You know, in our company, for example, we have weekly meetings, and once a week we all get together, and it's a chance to share any bottlenecks, anything that's not working, anything somebody else needs help with, and it really keeps us on the same page. Some larger organizations, they have to do it with different frequency, or maybe even use technology if you're spread out across an organization, country, or geography. So you have to kind of figure out the right way, both in terms of cadence, frequency, but also in terms of structure so employees feel they can speak up. You know, we'll even have meetings and let all the employees lead the meetings because, you know what, they do a really great job and we should empower them to have that. So that's one way to think about it. Another way is, is to move beyond just the typical annual uh, performance reviews. We call them exit interviews, right? You're only giving them once a year, they're going to be gone. And, and move towards more frequent feedback. We're able to engage in this feedback conversation both from the manager receiving feedback from the employee and the employee be able, being able to receive feedback from the manager, not thinking I can do it once a year and that's good enough. So those are two simple examples, but we got to drive communication because communication, as you said, leads to things like trust. It also leads to innovation and so forth. I don't know. I think you know, from, my, from my vantage point, I, I, you know, we talk about this building this credibility, building this trust. You know, it does start with the data. So let's leverage the data that we have. But well, we, we know that there's all kinds of data, even in, in small organizations, about retention and engagement. Um, but what's really interesting is some of the newer technology that's available today that allows you to do sentiment analysis. And that's important because at the root of a lot of the, this disconnect and a, and a lot of uh, this inability to be completely transparent or feel like you're being heard um, is just the very fact that managers are human beings and they're just they're having a hard time picking up on a lot of those cues. So you take something like uh, sentiment analysis that really understands emotion and can help guide managers into parts of the organization and places where they need to do a better job of understanding their people. I think it's about giving them the right tools to, to grow as leaders, become uh, better leaders in their organizations, of, again, of any size. Adam, I love that you're a numbers guy, man. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> one, one last question here on, on the topic, um, just to add a layer of complexity. We live in an era where you may work, let's say I'm in Baltimore, uh, but your supervisor, your direct supervisor is in San Francisco. Uh, what are some tips, advice, uh, translations of the data 
um, that you would share for someone who's managing a team that is not in the same geographical space as them? Well, this is uh, this this is I can't claim this to be from the from any data, but I would I would I would tell you that my recommendation, you know, because we have a large, uh, you know, we have forty percent of our our workforce is virtual. You know, they work remotely. Um, my advice to anybody would be um, just kind of in my observation, having having kids. My kids can stay connected and feel connected to people because of all the social media, because of all the technology that's available. Um, so I would say if you're if you're a manager leading uh, people that are remote, connect with them often. Um, and I think understanding that you know it doesn't take a big mission vision statement exercise to then go broadcast hundreds at a time. Pick up the phone and call people, uh, or use Snapchat as my kids like to do, or, or whatever the medium is. But it is just about this constant connection because we really have some great technology available today at the consumer and the enterprise level that allows people to stay connected and feel closer even when they're thousands of miles away. Yeah, and, and you know, we're not a large organization like Ultimate Software, but at our organization, about a third of our employees are remote. And so what we do is we do uh, weekly calls, we do video chat quite frequently. But what we also do is we bring everybody together at least once a year, and our leadership team comes together every quarter. And I find that for us, that's the right amount. More than that, it feels like you're having meetings just to have meetings, which you don't want to do. But less than that, you do feel a sense of disconnection because we have a you know, headquarters where most of the people are, and those who aren't in it want to know what's going on, how do we stay involved, and so forth. So I think figuring out the right fit for your culture, your industry, your organization, I think is important, but don't overlook the value of getting everybody together at least once a year. Thank you, Jason Dorsey, best-selling author and chief strategy officer at the Center for Generational Kinetics, and Adam Rogers, Ultimate Software's chief technology officer. Gentlemen, this has been a very enlightening executive-level conversation on manager-employee relationships. I uh, appreciate the data and the commentary. Thanks for joining the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank and you. if your viewers do want to get the full research, it's available at ultimatesoftware.com. And there's Excellent. lots of stuff in there for entrepreneurs, too. Tons Wonderful. Excellent. We'll add that in the show notes. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you, Thank sir. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at jumpstarthr. Jumpstart HR. Let's build a better business together. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLCMoments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com and our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.